Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. I'm Mike Carr with my boy Garrett Turnquist, and we're going to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey, and let's go. Let's go. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast. Uh, today is Thursday, February 19th. It's actually Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've only had one cocktail since then. Welcome. First of all, gentlemen, what are we sipping on tonight? Johnny, what do you got over there? I don't know. What did I pour? Did you pour this for me? Yeah, I poured it for you, but you, you asked for it. Oh, oh boy. Jeez, that's oh, how you <laughs> It's it was like an hour night. ago while we were trying to figure out, you know. Is this, a, is this a sweet brag that you want us to tell you what you're drinking? Mm, Let me guess. I know, I know. Now I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh. T- he's got the best one on the, the Elmer table. Tea. Oh, Elmer oh. tea. Elmer tea. Best one on the table right That's there. That's a nice uh, sour mash. <clears throat> I got the uh, Genie in a Bottle, Will at Pot Still. Nice. I'm, uh, I got the Elijah Craig Small Batch. Mm. All of us drinking it neat, like men. They each come with a, a big razor to for all the hair that grows in your chest. Ooh, nice. I like it. Um, let's see. What, what, what went on last week? What do we have going on? Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Everybody have a good Valentine's Day? What do we do? I worked. I worked the shift. It was actually a lot busier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but be. you had to have like, done something for Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. Every year, my wife thinks that I go out the day of and go to the like Jewel and buy flowers and and bring them home. Like, That's oh yeah, sorry. What I, do. I had to go get gas. <laughs> so and I came home with flowers. Oh yeah, I promise you in the car all the time. It's probably 50-50 on that. Sure. So this year after my shift, uh, the day before, I went and uh, to <laughs> and bought flowers so that when she woke up in the morning, she had flowers. That's perfect. That's great. Johnny, what'd you guys do? Yeah, well, I, I worked downtown and, and uh, picked up flowers um, uh, in the train station there and there's kind of a funny story about that um, two years ago when I was buying flowers for Joanna uh, the guy asked me um, I'm like hey man can I get some flowers uh, for a man or for a woman <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. like it matters yeah I mean you know it's like a, I guess I can go either way well, maybe I'm he the was... type of person that looks like they can go either way well maybe so. he's trying to feel you out you yeah. know maybe he's trying to feel you up Ooh, feel you out feel you up so I picked up some flowers uh, and then met Joanna at uh, Burger Social. Nice. So a couple cocktails at the Burger Social and then... Um, With her? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we met her th- I met her there and uh, we met her there. <laughs> you, you and the flowers? <laughs> you and the flowers. <laughs> no, you and the guy? Yeah. <laughs> you and the guy selling the You're flowers? You're like, no, I promise. It's for a girl. Come watch. I'll show yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then we just came home and we just Netflixed, you know, had some Sweet. dinner. Did yeah. you chill? Yeah, chilled. Nice. Netflix and chilled. Very nice. That's great, dude. Uh, I took uh, my lovely fiance out to Francesca's, nice little Italian joint. In, Another name drop. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, in Elmhurst, great Italian food, uh, delicious wine. Then we stopped at, I'm going to name drop this guy too, Common Good in Glen Ellen. Mm. Great cocktail bar. Um, not as good as Maze and Mash, but still really, really good. Probably a top two. Probably the top two cocktail bar in Glen Ellen. Easy, easily. Easy. Top two cocktail bars in Glen Ellen. And then we went to more brewing uh, because... You have all three? Same yeah, night? dude. Same, we, man, we were, I asked her where she wanted to go. She told me where she wanted to eat and where she wanted to get a cocktail. I said, well, I'd like to go to more brewing. <laughs> She's like, all yeah. right. I want to go everywhere, Mike. 
<laughs> right. Take me someplace nice. Five of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what's nice about that is that I was able to pick up the beer we're going to review this week, which I'm uber excited about. It's so delicious uh, because I tried it there. Uh, so it's a more brewery rewind number three, and we'll get more into that later. Um, what spirit did you bring for us to review today as well? Uh, on our very first beta uh, podcast, we talked about the Bellmead uh, cognac cask, uh, mm. Benny's single barrel pick. So uh, that one was an interesting review. We'll probably post that later uh, on our website, sippingsocialpodcast.com. But today, but it has a nice plug. Name dropping, first five minutes, hot name dropping. got to stop that. Um, so we... We tried it then, and then we left it open for a couple of weeks, and then we're going to try it again. Uh, it should be a little bit different, and it'll be interesting to come back to. Awesome, man. I'm really excited to check it out. Round two with that bad boy. Anything else happen this week? Well, let's talk about big news um, that's not politics or religion. Mm, baseball. Ooh, baseball. Baseball season's coming up. Football's over. It's right up our jam. I know the NBA is still going on, and hockey's still going on. What? Yeah, baseball's coming up. Yeah, thank uh, God. There's like 100 free agents still out there. One just one just dropped. Uh, Manny Manny Machado just signed with Padres. The Padres. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I didn't. Were I mean I wasn't like listening to the radio every single day about Manny Machado. Manny Machado, but was he was the Padres in the conversation for this? I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, he met with them last week. Uh, the last like uh, article I read that online that he had met with them and they but they had offered him like two hundred forty million. The White Sox offered him two seventy. He said no to that, and the Padres came back with three hundred. And then on the radio today, the uh, Ricketts was on. Not Ricketts. Uh, Han was on the radio and uh, said that they offered him eight years, two fifty, with a player incentives to go over three fifty over those over those eight years. And I'm thinking, how dumb are you? To just give him eight years, two fifty. This is a guy that, like, if you're trying to tell us that you really, really, really wanted him. What is the difference between eight years two fifty and ten years three hundred? So either you all in on the guy or you don't. Yeah, easily. But you know, stop, stop jerking White Sox fans around. I understand that, but you also you pay a guy like that, you have no money for anybody else. Not the White Sox. No, absolutely. You know, and and honestly, I'm kind well, of actually, glad. you know, I think they do. They just don't want to. They don't have the money for that. The, you know how much money they make off of the TV deal? How much are their tickets? Eight bucks. Yeah, well, it, with a Pepsi can. And they got a Twicket deal, I think, where you get a Twicket deal? I don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> That's a buy. It, you That's get, like something you get that came for, in the flowers at no, John at the you, train you station. In, you, get in, <laughs> you get in the game for a dollar the next day. Are you serious? Yeah. It's oh like it's like gosh. you buy like a full price $8 ticket on a Tuesday. You get in for the Wednesday game for like a buck. Oh, man. Can you imagine, can you being, the, me can you imagine being the guy who, who picked that up and then Wednesday they have an off day? Or they, or they, or they, or they leave for Detroit the next day? All right, all right. Uh, moving on. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about in a little bit is the customer of the week. We call them self-seeders. Mm. It's our favorite. We'll uh, dive into that later. Um, you got this one on on the on the outline, so I'm not quite sure what we got here. We got. I'm so sick of people coming in like, "Hey, uh, Garrett, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, hey, do you remember we talked about this something mm-hmm. about last week? Like they they, they talked to me like what you, they they talk to you for for extensive amount of time they think you're, you're the best buddy and then like three minutes into the conversation like and your name is garrett right yeah okay we can't be that good of friends if you don't remember my name and i, I sure shit don't know who you are <laughs> listen you're a popular guy and john and i 
just we talk about how much we know you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> outside of this, all the time. I mean, that's how we we walk into bars and say we know Garrett. Yeah, that I don't. Obviously, you're paying full price. <laughs> and then, we, then we get thrown out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was my 20 second cigarette break right there. Oh man, the early the early smoke break. You had to get it off your chest. Huh? We've been here for a while. I had no doubt. All right. Um, one of the things we've been talking about recently is just the in, increase of the amount of distilleries and breweries and restaurants and just the hospitality industry in general. And, you know, I don't have I should have looked these stats up specifically, but just one of the things we we're talking about <clears throat> was that in 2012, there was about 2400 breweries. 2015, there was over 6,000 breweries. So it almost tripled at least two and a half times that in three years. I don't know what the stats are on distilleries and exact restaurants, but you get it. Restaurants are popping up all over the place. You, you know about all the new distillers and all throughout the U.S., not just, you know, in our neck of the woods. Well, the crazy part about distilleries is that they're in 2014. I know this is five years later, so there's obviously more. But in 2014, there was this... Um, we got we, U.S. finally got back to the same amount of distilleries that were made that were um, open pre-prohibition. Ooh, that's nice. So it took that long to, to, to rebound from to it? rebound. I mean, that just tells you how many how many closed, how many uh, went out of business, how many moved away. Uh, and in 2014, they got back to the same amount of number, which is about a little over 2,200. And then um, since then, it's only grown. Awesome. I mean, how many times have you uh, talked to a liquor rep who said, "Hey, I've got this brand new distillery out. They've got gin and vodka. I want you to taste you. I want to taste you out on this coffee liqueur they make in this gin." Yeah, it's well, tons, dude. Well, and also, it seems like a lot of master distillers that like worked for a company realize that they can do their own thing and then go and open up their own distillery. Yeah. You know, I mean, I hear every other week. I hear about you know the Whistle Pig master distiller left and went his own, did his own thing. The Woodford Reserve. Guy went and did his own thing. You know what I mean? So it seems like that is also a pretty big trend right now for people going out and trying their own stuff, you know, especially if they got the, the craft and the skill for it. Um, what And MGP, I, allows, MGP allows that to happen. Well, uh, if you even, and I had enough more. money, we can fire up something tomorrow. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if anyone listening to this decided that they wanted to do uh, give us a bunch of money to open up our own distillery. <laughs> it would be a real yeah, shame. I know, man. I'd be so upset. Yeah, real really shame. Really upset. John, you'd be pissed. What's, uh, what's MGP? MGP is a good question, John. It's almost as if we scheduled you to ask that question. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just sitting mm-hmm. over here with a blank stare. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm impressed that you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> MGP is uh, is uh, the sec- is the largest distillery in the United States, uh, second most in production to Jim Beam. Uh, that's in uh, southern Indiana, and they produce whiskey uh, and grain spirits for other up and coming or any. I mean. Not necessarily up and coming, but for any other distillery that wants to purchase distilled product. So you can buy their product and then you can age it yourself. You can buy their product that is uh, already aged and then you put it in your own, slap a label on your own bottle and sell it itself. So, like things like uh, Templeton Rye, um, there's a lot of confusion about what's going on at Bullet. Um, but uh, it, it, Traverse City is, is MGP product. I mean, I would say like 55 so it, to 70%. It gives you an opportunity to start your company without sitting on two years of product because that's what bourbon needs. So it allows you to upstart your company and get it going and selling something until you can make your right. own juice and store your own juice and you have that kind of thing. So yeah. So when I went it, to Galena and bought the Blom Brothers uh, whiskey, like uh, I think it was like maybe five years ago, I thought I was getting something really cool and rare, but it was actually just probably something from 
from well, it was made in Indiana. From but, there, right? But they sold it to Blom Brothers and then they aged it then themselves. Aged. Okay. Yeah. So the, in looking at the label, most labels will tell you, you know, it might be bottled in a certain area or packaged in a certain area, but you know, I might say that the whiskey's from Lawrenceburg, yep. Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. Lawrenceburg, Indiana, but it's packaged in Park City, Utah. Hmm. You know what I mean? So therefore, they shipped it there bottled it, labeled it, and can call it their own product because they paid for it. It's theirs, you know what I mean? It's just, it's sat in the barrels in at M- MGP. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about what it means to the quality and what it means to the industry in general. Um, for me, when you have more competition, that just brings out the best in people, and it also weeds out the weaker, you know what I mean? So yeah. if you're a weak brewery and you don't have the staples, you're just not going to last, you know? And I know we touched on this in the last last podcast. Um, that was a brief thing, but I mean, you just, you just got to have good core beers. You got to have something that, pe- that that draws people because there's so many good beers out there, and uh, we're gonna drink one of them today. Do you think? Yeah, that's for sure. Do you think there's a market? Like, could we? Are we starting up our own business right now by saying we can be the MGP of beer? Well, I mean, as far as like we're gonna make our own beer and sell it to other people, so they can slap their own label on it. Well, the the and people do that. You yeah. know, you, yeah, you know, the the beer you love that you guys use in your batter at the restaurant that they don't make that beer, they pay, they buy that from somebody else and slap their label on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Ask the next time that guy comes right. in, ask her, ask him about. It. He'll tell you all about it. That way, it's so cheap. <laughs> One of the reasons. Yeah. Do you want me to say the other reason? It's shitty. Yeah, well, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Moving on to the beer review, since we kind of got a nice little segue into it, talking about breweries and good breweries and and what's weak and what's not. Uh, We're going to do one of my favorite breweries that's local in Villa Park, More Brewing. Kind of touched on it earlier. Mm. Excellent beer, really good food, great atmosphere. If you if you live in the western suburbs and even any of the suburbs of of Illinois, you should or Chicago, you should definitely make your way to more brewing. And they're not paying me to say this; it's just they they got good product. Yep, it's, it's what you want to drink, and it rotates. They do. You literally, when you go to the brewery, they might have one beer that you can buy out the door because their can releases they sell out in an hour. People line up. You have they actually have a lottery. You have to sign up in the lottery. That's crazy. And you got to get picked. If you get picked, then you go stand in line for two hours, and then you get a four-pack. Are there people, like, uh, like looking to, like, buy this stuff, like, on the secondary market? Is there a secondary market um, value for more brewery? Well, there's, like, there's a lot of trading. Yeah. People will trade. Okay. It's not like whiskey is it, where... Is it trading up, though? Or yeah. is it trading down? No, it's, down? Just, it's just trading, like, good beer. You okay. know, like, guys... I can't get to Villa Park... I got this other stuff by me that's really good. Right. Or you guys are traveling in from out of town sure. and say, I got this great brewery out of Colorado. Yeah. I'm bringing a case because of this. Doesn't, uh, more doesn't distribute, right? They don't distribute. You got to go there. Yeah. They, now, they do have beers that they've collaborated with that you can find elsewhere. I know they did one with Hot Butcher. Uh, they did one, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but they did one recently with another fantastic brewery. So I don't. I can't really remember, but here we go. We're going to try this guy. This guy is Rewind number three. It's a double IPA. Mm. <laughs> that sounds nice, doesn't it? It's uh, 7.8% ABV. Uh, I was doing a little bit of research about this beer, and it is... That sounds good, too. It's like a commercial uh, over here. <laughs> uh, they use Amarillo, Amarillo hops. 
Amarillo apps, which uh, is going to tend to lead it to a different, uh, a certain area as far as what kind of fruitiness that they want you to get out of the, the beer. Um, but at 7.8%, it is kind of a big boy. And we got 32 ounces of drink of this over here. So what I bought on this guy is a 32-ounce crawler, I think they call it. It was 11 bucks. It's That sounds pretty cheap. It's a brilliant deal. Brilliant deal. You can't beat you cannot beat it for the beer that you're drinking. If I spilled some on the laptop. I better drink that up. Johnny, you want to have a little toast over here? Oh yeah. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Boom, I kind of made a little bit of a mess over here. So when I'm sampling a beer, I should shove my nose in it and give it a good smell. Give it a good smell. You know, with beer, always the second sip is going to be the tr- the, the tell. The first, I hate when people take it one sip of beer and they say, no, 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 that's not for me. Your palate has to adjust. The second sip is going to be where you get all the flavor and what they want you to taste. That's like not, doesn't have like a really crisp like finish on it, which I'm okay with. Well, it's 7.8%, so yeah, it's got so some, bit, it's got, yeah. well, it's got some bitterness to it. I like it. Yeah. It's so, pretty smooth for being that bitter. And they're using uh, caramel and Munich malt in it. Okay. Which, with the combination of the hops, that the hop profile they have. I get the citrus in there. Oh yeah, that citrus on that back end. Yeah, it's it's like a bitter citrus. You know what I mean? It's almost mm-hmm. like a bitter grapefruit, and that's one of the things that they're going for. They got grapefruit notes, and on the website they're talking about peachy and bitter grapefruit notes. So I definitely get that bitterness and that citrus on that back end. I would definitely order a pint of this, dude. Mm-hmm. And what they have there, they have ten dollar flights that are four five ounce pours. What? <laughs> it's it's stupid. It's that good. Wait, say that again. It's a flight that's ten dollars. Yeah, you get four or five on, five ounce pours, so you get so twenty. So for a dollar more, you could get twelve more ounces by getting just by one beer. Yeah, yeah, but the flight is that's a the fantastic. Flight, the deal. flight's awesome though. You can yeah. range whatever you know. I mean, and you, they you pick it right. Yeah, you pick it. You can get all their beers. Sometimes they have other beers on there too. They bring in a lot of beer from Illinois in there, but definitely that that brewery is off the hook, and you got to go check it out. The last time I was there, I talked to their GM. He's a really cool dude. Uh, it was me, my wife, and uh, her girlfriend. And he's like, "Do you guys, uh, you guys want a tour?" I'm like, uh, okay. We didn't like. like well, that's kind of tight. Are you gonna give me like a like one of like I just, I was expecting like one of those tours of like someone gives you of like their studio apartment where they just pivot you in different directions and <laughs> here's the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he took us into, he took us through everything and gave us like as if we were like a thirty person like paid tour. It was really really neat. Their uh, their canning uh, their canning line is pretty interesting. Um, and they, it looks like they have a bunch of stuff uh, aging in barrels. They do um, a lot of barrel-aged stuff. They have one that's called uh, Mendy. It's won a lot of awards. Is that common to can on the premise? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it, Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Unless you have multiple sites, everybody's yeah. can in there. Okay. It's all done there. Some, But some breweries don't have, like, tap rooms. They just have, like, carry-away rooms. You know, mm-hmm. it, if you go to Pipeworks in the city, they don't have a tap room. So you can't drink beer in there, but you can get all their beer to go, whatever they have available. Well, they all like, hang out in the alley? Yeah, you just like go outside, outside and drink. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just go around the corner. That sounds like Chicago, for sure. <laughs> Smoke some dubs and uh, <laughs> slam some bombers. <laughs> now, I don't know if we talked about our, their food there, but their food there is awesome. It's amazing, man. Yeah. It, it, the price is good. I didn't eat. No? no actually, take, I guess take, I should have. Take, huh? take Molly back there and take your lovely wife the next time you're, you're going around and well, get some food. Molly. Yeah. But no, the food is good. It's not nothing is expensive. They have a good. They have a decent bourbon list. They do. They do. They, you know what the funniest thing I thought about that was that they have like these multiple level shelves on the back wall. 
So do you just order off the top shelf? And there's the top the shelf. Out? I saw there was like a like a uh, a Weller Special Reserve, which isn't like it's a, it's not easy to find, but it's not like the like the most craziest bourbon you've ever had in your life. Sure. But it's 25 feet off the ground. <laughs> And it's a shelf is like four and a half feet long. Bartender's five two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what what are they what are they doing to get that stuff down? Uh, I wanted to order it so bad just to make someone go up there, but the beer was so good that I just kept drinking that. Can we talk about how massive that can is? <laughs> <laughs> For uh, we'll put a picture up. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll put, we'll put it on the website. But, no. but yeah, it's a thirty-two ouncer. It's... That's bigger than the fish that John caught on his profile picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It definitely is. So should I just like most it out most like, bottles are. Except for the travel Jameson one. Yeah, that should be your profile pic. Just hold just it out like it a fish. Yeah. It's massive. We'll put a lure at the end of that. Yeah. All right. So if we're gonna give this a rating, Johnny, what do you guys? Uh, one out of ten. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> my favorite citrusy. I, I think I mentioned this before. Um, favorite citrusy beer is the um, Deschutes. Deschutes Fresh Squeezed, uh, and I think that is great, and I think this is. Um, I think the what was the last one we had last week? It was kind of a similar style beer. Yeah, it was uh, sketchbooks. Um, it was a session IPA. Yeah, it was a little bit IPA. different though. Yeah, it was it was yeah. lower in ABV. This one doesn't have like a dry a dry like. Uh, well, that one dries dry, dry your mouth out big. Yeah, dry yeah. finish on it. The this mouth, is the really nice. Feel. Well, it's it, and also it's going to be a little bit fresher. Yeah, because I mean, it just got canned a couple of days before I picked it up. That beer that we were drinking last week is not nearly as fresh. You know, what I mean, it might have been sitting in that case for two, three weeks. Yeah, this, this is, is this is fresh. This is super easy to drink. Yeah. I would give it like a, a solid eight. Awesome. I, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Oof, I'm, yeah. You you think the I think time? I could have a couple. No, that's couple just of impressive that yeah, you gave that that strong of a recommendation. That's yeah. true. Johnny's harsh. Yeah, he's a real harsh. harsh some beer. I am. Um, I'm, I'm with you though. I'm, I'm going to give it an eight as well. It's, it's very drinkable for seven, eight. Um, is, would I have two or three? Probably not. I mean, it's, it's only, tasty. Yeah. Well, that's a downfall. You're drinking these double IPAs unless you're Uber in it. You, you got the Uber life going on. Were you, you Uber in it on Valentine's day? No, but I had one drink in each place. I'm not saying that why you, you had judging nine. Me? Why are you judging me on, on how uh, many places? You're, I you're, buying, you're <laughs> buying double IPAs at 32 ounce cans and I'm just, I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm the, worried you're turning into John over here. The bottle, the <laughs> bottle of Chianti, <laughs> Chianti was uh, that was the big boy. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say the. I don't want to be raining on this parade. This is a really good beer. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half, Dude, only it's... because I don't think that I would <laughs> yeah. ever buy this for myself. A half a point it, because is it raining on a parade. Well, because it is really good, and you guys really really like it. I don't want to be that Dude, one turd. Are you serious? Like we're not gonna judge you, you yeah. and don't oh, judge we're, us. We're all judging we're each other. Judge yeah. We're all judging. Every if you would just see us in our judging, eyes and yeah. our judgy we're eyes, all the judgy. I think I'd miss. There's no video on John right now. Uh, take the video off, Gary. <laughs> Uh, I just don't think I would. I wouldn't order this one as a full. Would you get the flight though? Would you yeah, get well, on the I'll flight? The, absolutely, I'll get on the flight. Absolutely, 100% of the time. perfect. Yeah, one hundred percent recommend. Don't know if I'd get it every time. Sure. Well, I mean, I, that's and that's your prerogative. But yeah. seven five, that's that's still a good yeah. rating out of ten. Yeah, really good rating out of ten. Another I mean, plus, it didn't give me any heartburn. I don't know what that means. There's but... still time. Yeah, <laughs> it's early. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> well, I'm glad you don't have any heartburn. Yeah, that's nice. All right, this smoke break is brought to you by AC Man Pads. Why should women have all the safe, clean pads and men be stuck in the wind, hopefully upwind?
No one wants to look like the guy who pissed, pooped, or sweat his crotch out in a family gathering or a night out with friends. And AC Manpads wants to make sure that you were prevented from being remembered as a guy who couldn't hold it all in. Feel free to engage in all normal activity with or without the worry that someone might notice that you pinched it off too soon, ran out of toilet paper, or just had a quickie in the car. Use promo code SIPPING at checkout to receive 20% off your first order at acs.com. This is going to make me sound like I have road rage. When you're driving and you're pulling up to a stop sign at the same time as somebody else, and they stop short like four feet before the line and then just putts through. You know what I mean? It's not like they went with the quick stop. And instead of hitting the gas like full throttle, they just like eased into it and then just creep in. And then I, I just, if you think that you what beat me to the stop sign, person? what kind of a person does this? If you think that you beat me to the stop sign, I should run you over because that is some bullshit. And why would you, what you have be more important than what I got going on? And you stopping short, it's like that Seinfeld episode, yeah. stopping short, you know what I mean? But you got nobody in there to grab some boobs. So <laughs> why are you stopping short? You know what I mean? Don't stop, don't stop short. Stop at the line. If you time it up, then I'll courtesy wave you on. You know, I'm not in a hurry. But if you stop short, I am going to gun it through that stop sign. I think that's, my, that's my rant, dude. Do you think it's worse when they stop short and then idle through the, through the intersection? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to stop short and you're in a rush, you better be hitting you, it, right? You got to gun it. You got to gun it. I'm not going to be pissed if you gun it. If no. you just kind of like. Because you'll be gone before I even. Absolutely. Could even be whatever. Gone. Yeah. I, it, you're gone before I can even How have time to be in. Like three times a day, driving around, running errands. My parents call them mics, <laughs> running mics, running mics. <laughs> so bad, they make fun of me. <laughs> I could run so After Mike, you, uh, yeah, Mike. What are you doing today? Just running errands, doing a lot of errands. You know what else? <laughs> Do you know what else I hate at those four-way stops is when. You... Oh, this not. They're not making fun of people who don't hit the stop sign, right? Oh, they're talking no. about people who running errands, oh, yeah. running mics. Yeah, just running constantly mics. running errands. Huh? Run, no, always running errands. <laughs> I hate it when, like, you know, you both arrive at the same time, and you're clearly waving them forward, mm-hmm. and they're not going, they're not mm-hmm. going, they're not going. Mm-hmm. And then you both go. And then go you both go. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's think, super nice. You got to be watching the person. There's so, I think that working in the restaurant industry that you realize that there's, oh my gosh, there's so many idiots in the world. Oh, that's the best. And then, yeah, the best and the worst. And then you, <laughs> and then you're out in real life, and you realize there's more. There's more idiots. They're everywhere. They're not just people who go out to eat. There's people who are driving. <laughs> There's people at the, at the checkout lane at the, at the, at the grocery store. The, the, the people who aren't paying attention to you waving through, they're the same people who don't realize that if you shop at the same time, the person at the right has the right away, right? Like, isn't that like a standard like, etiquette? Like if you both stop, the person to yeah. the right is the, has the right away? Right. That, that's like the, the tiebreaker? Yep. But no one knows that. No. So we got favorite customer of the week coming up. You want to do the, the spirit review before that? Let's do the spirit review, then we got our yeah. customer of the week. Yeah, let's talk about the customer so review after the spirit. Yeah, let's let's move on to the, what did you say, yeah. the customer review after the spirit? Yeah, the spirit review after the customer. We're going to review that customer real good. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we got Bell Mead. We talked about this earlier. This is a Bell Mead uh, cognac cask. It's a select cast uh, single barrel from Binney's. Um, they... Uh, a lot of times they have get that beer back. Uh, a lot of times <laughs> they'll have Benny's will have like a, a gold sticker they put on the side. Uh, this time they did this for uh, all. Bill Mead comes with a sticker that runs over the top of the bottle. I conveniently ripped most of this off. You can see you'll see like a B I N N on top. But um, we opened this about 
four to five weeks ago. Um, I think that we all gave it mediocre reviews. Um, nothing too exciting. Yeah, but I think a lot of it has to do with the price. Right, if I if I remember correctly, it is a ninety dollar bottle. That's what we're talking about, though. Like, I mean, you're going to spend more um, for something that's finished in another in another cast. One because it costs extra for the second cask, and two, um, it's aged longer, so they're going to get less product. It takes a little more manpower to you know they got to transfer the cask and blend and all that stuff. Anyway, and then plus you're going to spend a little bit more because Benny's went out there and picked it. Technically bourbon, even though it's finished in a cognac cask. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a goofy loophole. So. This is technically not bourbon. This is whiskey, um, but that's getting that's getting into semantics, right? It's, it's some into semantics. I think there's a we could probably do an entire podcast on semantics of labels. Um, I'm okay with that. that. That's a plug for a later podcast, right? Yeah, there. I think we should wait till people are actually listening to, before we start talking about that. Um, How, how'd that go, Johnny? Woof. <laughs> let's just let's let's pour this. Please, uh, please. So this is a 114.8, so about 115 proof. That's a big pour. Totos, that's that one's Johnny's. That's not mine. Johnny, let's give you the small one. Let's give John the biggest one. The guy doesn't want to drink. <laughs> he's working. He's <laughs> Watch him not accept it either. We got oh. a rag over here. That's nice. Yeah, we gotta keep it keep it clean over here. We keep it clean. All right, so. Uh, Cognac cask. This is um, there is no age statement on the on the bottle. I uh, think uh, six to eight years. I think about nine months in the cognac. Nice. Uh, this is MGP product. We talked about that earlier. So mm-hmm. this is made in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. It is sent to the Green Beer Distillery uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which is in the suburb of Belmead, which is where they catch the name. Um, it is aged there and then finished in cognac barrels. Cheers. Slancha. So uh, don't shove your nose in it. Open your mouth when you smell it. Give it a second smell and then give it a taste. Again with the beer, taste it on the or judge it on the second. And taste. it also doesn't hurt to give your your elbow a little sniff. Then we talk about that last time. Mm. Smell your elbow. Always smell your elbow. Reset it. If you ever uh, smell whiskey and you can't smell it, the inside, again, the inside or outside your elbow. The point is to smell yourself, yeah. and you want to stay away from like your deodorant or your sweat or whatever. So, so just like, like pretend like you're making out with your. Yourself, like back in the day, like reenact your first kiss and just smell the inside of your elbow, and then you can smell the whiskey again, and your your palate will be uh, will be refreshed. Mm. It does change. You get well because you're you're the first smell you're like oh that smells like whiskey, and the second one you start to pick up on some of the subtle or nuances. It's got a buttery finish. I think this is a lot more palatable than the first time we tried it. I'm getting like a. It does look like a, like a gingerbread kind of. Yeah, I can see that. Like, like a banana bread type. Yeah. Not heartburn. <laughs> um, no, this does have some baking spices for sure. It's got some. It's got yeah. some bread. Yeah. Um, Maybe some nutmeg. I taste. Uh, I taste a little bit of honey. Uh, a tiny bit of coffee. A lot of that sweetness we're talking about, like banana bread, those kind of things, those are sweeter things. Those are sweeter because it's in a cognac cask. Mm. So those you're going to catch some sweeter notes from that. I, and I think, like I said, the buttery finish for me is like that mouthfeel is really nice. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. And uh, to be honest, I don't know if like my um, if I just 
love high proof stuff, but at you 100 do. and at, yeah, I do. I, well, yeah, but you at do, 115 proof, uh, I don't think it necessarily tastes like 115. No, I don't think so either. Also, though, this definitely has evolved since the first time we tried it. Yes, it's it's a lot different. Yeah, with a little more. Um, Some of the notes are coming through. Actually, the more. oxygen. Do you feel like because it's a high alcohol content, it's like, I mean, obviously when you stick your nose in it, it like burns your nose, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, why you don't shove your nose in yeah, it. Yeah, that's why you waft it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sticking my nose you in kinda water. Are. You, you kind of are, though. <laughs> just said you. <laughs> you literally are doing that as you say that. Johnny, like, <laughs> like well, under let's your talk mouth. about that because so I don't know what glass, I'm doing. The lip so of the, for the people lip of the you're going to learn. You're going to yeah, learn right For here. people out there, okay. don't stick your nose in oh, the yeah, glass. Was, John was in the John when you went over this. Yeah. Right, so let, let's let's learn again. So uh, <laughs> cleanse, cleanse your nasal palate by sniffing the inside of your elbow again. Hold the lip of your glass underneath your underneath your bottom lip. Open your mouth and smell. And breathe in. You yeah. should be able to catch some of the fumes from that. Yeah. 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 That's how you're smelling. Well, the that's, way, that's way better than sticking your nose exactly. in. Exactly. And then once you, if you stick your nose in it, you're not yeah. going like to Like you just did anything. it again right there. I can't yeah. smell anything now. Now yeah. reset yourself. Yeah. Make out with your yeah, elbow. Check yourself. <laughs> Nobody can see. <laughs> Nobody can see you. They can only hear you. This is bad radio right now. No, they want to hear. Breathing hard. This is great. I'm great radio. No, if they can't see us, you got to make noises for them to know what's going mm-hmm. on. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, all right, let's reset. Mm. And when you breathe out, breathe out your mouth after the sip. Okay. That's tasty. I think it's real nice. That's really good. <clears throat> would uh, I'm giving I'm giving it better than I did last time. I think it's we a were, seven banger. I think we were all under six the last yeah. time. I think I was at like five and a half. We'll have to check the tape on that. Maybe we have to run, you know, call into New York and check the tape. But, check the tape. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so what are you giving it, Mike? I'm giving it a seven. Seven. Yeah, I really like it. Nice. How would you drink it? I I would probably put two little ice cubes on it. Yeah. Um, it does have a little bit of heat, but it's not a, a it's not going to stay with you all night. You know what I mean, some of the some of the hotter bourbons that I've had, you take one or two sips, and I feel like I'm breathing fire on people all night. This is this is very approachable. Is yeah. this available? This is no longer available. Um, if anyone wants to come over and exchange some AC pads, man pads, for a pour of this, I'm happy to do so. Wow, um, it's that good, huh? Well, John needs them, and uh, they they sold out of Binnies in probably like two weeks. AC man pads of the yeah. <laughs> The day, the day that AC Man Pads make uh, Benny's is the the day I've become a lifelong member. The yeah, this product, the Bell Mead, I think sold out in about two weeks at ninety dollars a bottle, which is pretty impressive for that expensive a bottle. But That's also, good. well, Bell Mead is they sold through seventy bottles that pretty quick. Has has like kind of upped the game in the last year or two, right? Yeah, they've been they've been pushing the envelope on finishing products. So like they still have their Bell Mead standard bourbon, and they're about to come out with their green beer. Uh, green beer, bourbon, and rye. Nice. Um, I tried it before, maybe a year and a half ago when I went to the distillery, and it was it needed time. Cool. It wasn't ready, but uh, they've been doing. They've been putting on a lot of different um, different cast finishes and single barrels, and they've been doing specific single barrels for different specific states. That's Ooh, a that's a sentence. That's tough. Specific. That's a sipping social specific sentence. Ooh, that rolled off nicely. I, I, I you know I, I like the color of it. It's tasty. It's. I mean, is it a ninety dollar bottle? I mean, it is. But I mean, yeah, no, that's definitely what it cost me. But I don't. If knowing, no, tasting it now, I would still spend ninety on it. Cool. 
Johnny. Cool. I'm satisfied. So, I, so, it, so then I give, I'd probably give it eight and a half because I like the proof and I like the flavor. Cool. Yeah, I'd probably uh, throw maybe 50-50 Coca-Cola and uh, this in a glass and maybe a few ice cubes and just kidding. 50-50? The, the citrus <laughs> soda? For like 95-year-olds? Yeah. All right. What do you give it as a rating, Johnny? Uh, so I, I would probably drink this after a glass of something else, like something to sort of like set your palate to get ready for the heat of this. I mean, right when you first drink it, if you haven't had anything to drink, it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. But it, the more and more you drink it, I was is it your to first cocktail it, of night? It is. Well, I mean, besides the, the beer. <laughs> the Homer and the beer yeah. and the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain and Coca dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I just had a few sips of this stuff. So, um, I, I feel like this is like almost like it's got enough sweetness because of the cognac. It's almost like a dessert style bourbon that if I was to have like a steak mm. with something that I was drinking on, that's what I would finish this up with. I'd go to this yeah, as a, as a dessert. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, this is way better than some sort of uh, like Grand Marnier. Yeah, some like or Ouzo yeah. or anything yeah. of that nature. No, no, no. Or port. I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I don't like those. It's just this is this is a nice what dessert. Else, uh, what else would this bottle like compare to? As far as like like a Booker's, would a Booker's be in this? That's lane? A, that, I'd say so. Yeah. As far as the as far ABV as the, and the yeah, as far as the liquor content or the alcohol content. Sure, um, but I mean like the flavor is gonna be a lot different because Booker's is not finished in a cognac. Has. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So things of that nature. What What are some of the higher proof bourbons that you've had that are finished in a different cask? Because I know of several, but none of them are that high proof. Uh in a cognac cask. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is pretty unique then. Yeah. That's that's what makes it ninety bucks. Yeah. It's unique. You can't get it anymore except at Garrett's house. So um What was the blackened stuff that we had the other day? Uh that was finished in cognac, right? No, Barrels? sherry. I thought sherry it was cognac. casks. No, sherry no. casks. Black it was um Yeah, it was sherry casks. Yeah. Uh blackened and that's that's something we'll review in a little bit. That's uh that's the Metallica bourbon. Yeah, you gotta give them fuel and fire. Oh you gotta load it up. And then reload it up. <laughs> uh, we're not plugging Metallica. We no. do we do love them though. No. Two things I want to talk about. Oh, black brandy casks. Oh, what did I say? Sherry? Yeah. It's it's brandy, black brandy. Well, so I mean brandy brandy, is, brandy and cognac are in the same yeah, I mean, same family. Yeah, ask a Frenchman what's the difference between brandy and cognac, he's gonna spit in your shoes. <laughs> sure. Well with the, all the Frenchmen that I and why the with. shoes? Why not your face? Ask the French. I don't know. Yeah. Take your shoe off. <laughs> Speaking of bourbon. You said gonna, in your shoes. On your shoes? On your shoes. Okay. It's going to slap you with the shoes? Take your shoes off. Let me spit inside your shoe. <laughs> yeah, it's getting sideways over here. Um, All right, moving on. Who, who did we meet last week that we're excited about? So one of my favorite distilleries uh, in the Midwest is Journeyman. Where they where are they located? They're in just on the opposite side of the border of uh of Indiana in Michigan in Three Oaks, uh, you can't miss it. It's about ninety minutes straight east uh, from Chi Town. From, from Town, yeah. Uh, it's a really really cool distillery. It's an old old textile uh, warehouse. They have giant giant column stills. It's gorgeous in there. If uh, if anyone or any of your girls like Pinterest, they're gonna love that distillery. They do weddings there too, right? They have <clears throat> like six different uh, event spaces. Wow! And one and one That's of the impressive. spaces, one of the spaces they use is just for bottling. And then like at, at any moment, no, it's like, hey, this is the space I want to use. They just clear it out. And the their gin still copper pot still is like in the middle of it, which is 
Jeez. Awesome. That's very cool. So it was like a, it was called the Featherbone Factory, right? And they used to make like leather strapping or something like that. I think well, so. Johnny, dropping knowledge over there. <laughs> well, I was just there. Well, what did you there. see? So that's, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. You brought that bottle back. We're going to drink that sometime. Oh, yeah. Um, Good luck with that. So, but not to interrupt, um, but we, we got to meet the owner. Yeah, separately, which is disappointing, but... I'm glad that we both got to meet him. Yeah, well, yeah, we weren't together. But he's a I mean, pretty, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, uh, he's really down to earth. Um, he uh, he's not a he's not above doing anything special for someone who's willing to do stuff with his product or excited Dude, about his the product. The guys, the guy's attitude and positivity about what they were doing and the creativity that they're putting into their products between the gin, the bourbon, even vodka. <clears throat> I was I was pleasantly surprised at all the products that I that I talked to him about, and he. Once we told him what we were doing about this, his response was, I want to be the first remote podcast that you guys do. Booked. Booked. Nice. So, like, legitimate. Let's get I mean, he's paying for our gas, and he's getting a, sending a car out. Oh, absolutely. That, right? Everything. I mean, he gave me his credit card and everything. We're just going to line it up. In. Flying us in. <laughs> it would take longer we're to gonna, drive to the airport. We're going to do a little pond jumping. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, just skip off of Lake Michigan <laughs> right over. Like, it's like one big uh, one big skipping rock. But, I mean, how fantastic was that for this guy to, like, just offer up his distillery? And yeah, he's got some space for us to do it in there, too. Yeah, and he said that he'd come on, he'd bring on the master distillery, and he also said that any of his uh, employees that we want to bring on, we could sit there and talk for, like, three, four hours, drinking their bourbon, talking about their stuff, and doing what we do. Nice. That's awesome. Um, all right, let's talk about my favorite customers, the self-seeders. Oh, they're the best. You ever walk into a you restaurant? Don't a you don't need a host. You don't need a host. You ever walk into a restaurant and then don't see a sign that says seat yourself? If I then, see a sign seat myself, I don't know if I want to eat there. Exactly. And then you sit down and then you flag down the next employee, next to the nearest employee and say, hey, um, how come we don't have menus or silverware? And my response is... Oh, who who sat you over here? Was it the was it the hostess? Uh, no, nobody sat me here. Well, that's the reason why you don't have any menus or a silverware because you sat yourself. Do these people only go out where there's already menus just sitting on the table? Like they don't <laughs> like the server doesn't take menus away at the end. I have no idea where these people. Carol's Garden. <laughs> Carol's Garden. Chili's does it. Denny's does it. it. It's it's fine if that's your restaurant that has um, right. menus on the table. Right. Great. We do not. Mo- a lot of restaurants don't. Yeah. I enjoy, um, uh, I've been sitting here for a while and I don't know where my server is. And then you go and ask where that, t- ask that server, hey, you know, that table's looking for you. Like, I was there a minute ago and they say they don't want anything. <laughs> so the moment that a customer wants something, there's no one to be found. Yeah. They've but been sitting there for hours. They have no, they, they're oblivious to everything going on. Hey, you know what? We should get another round of drinks. It's been two hours. Where's our server? Hey, hey, where's our server? <laughs> We haven't seen her. Do you think they do that like every time they go to a restaurant? Oh, every time. No, they, or do they the, learn the lesson? A, they're not then... saving it for the, yeah. the time that I get to talk to them. Yeah. It's every restaurant. Are they just are every they just, restaurant gets are they customer. just wanting to just sit wherever they want kind of thing? Like I'm choosing this table. They just walk in. I know. I know that you know somebody has to seat me, but I'm just going to sit here and. I think that's what happens when they, they walk in. They don't see someone right away. Well, first like of all, but is it? I'm sort of saying, is it a right. mistake or is this on purpose? No, they just don't know. They literally don't know. They. When they walk in, and like you were saying, they don't see anybody at the hostess stand, the hostess could be seating somebody else. 
They could be dropping a menu off. Late. They could be in the bathroom. They could be grabbing a glass of water. But if they walk in, nobody has patience. They walk into a... a I almost like, guarantee they don't break around. stride. Oh, you know what? Here's an empty table. The one empty table. Yeah. I better sit here. You know and what I mean? There's yeah. nobody here to direct me. So I'm just going to sit down over here. I really enjoy the people who do that and they sit at the tables that still have like dirty glassware on it. <laughs> I know. Or I tell people, hang on, I'm going to wipe this table down. And then before I even get to the table, they're already, they're already sitting, sitting down. sitting down, yeah. Like... I'm like, wait, dude, I just told you I got to wipe it down. So let me give me like 30 seconds to clear it, wipe it down, because now I'm sweeping crumbs into your lap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I mean, like, why didn't you just wait? You know, no, because people they're, like, they're they'll scared. like sit down and they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just, uh... let me, let me, let me just get out of the way really quick. I stand right here and I'm like, you, you didn't move. All you did was get up out of the seat. I think. Do you think they're scared that the if they don't sit down, that means that someone else somebody could? else is gonna get that seat? Yeah, yeah. It's, almost, a, it's a hot commodity. How is he one table here, babe? We gotta sit down. It's like the guy that walks in on a Friday it's a good night. Table. Um, how long for a wait for two? An hour and a half. But there's an empty table right there. No shit, guy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think we want somebody to yeah. sit at that table? We have eight texts out for that table and thirty people in front of you, so it's an hour and a half. No, it's a it's it's but, a knock on you. But, we really don't that, want you to eat here. But that here. table, just, like right there, is open. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you see the twenty people you walked by, <laughs> standing at the hostess stand waiting for other tables? Yeah, they don't want that table either. Uh, they just want it to be open so you can look at it and not be able to sit at it. Let's do some final thoughts. What did we uh, What did we do last time that we liked? Ooh, what did we learn today? Ooh, I like that was that. A, that's a nice segment. Let's start off with the producer, Johnny. Johnny, uh, what did I learn today? I learned uh, don't sit until seated, <laughs> unless you want to get mean mugged or <laughs> or you want crumbs swept in your lap. <laughs> yeah. What else did I learn today? I learned that uh, more brewing makes football-sized beers. That's true. Yeah. That's legit. I learned today that it doesn't matter what you like. It matters what your wife or girlfriend might like. Mm. Fiance. Don't forget fiance. Oh, fiance. Yeah. yeah fiance. So uh, my wife and I went uh, shopping for wallpaper today. This is something you learned in the podcast? No, today. I thought you said we learned today. Oh, okay. Is it, oh, is it, are we doing what we well, learned thought, in today's I podcast? Thought, didn't that we, isn't that what we do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Did we do sure. that last time and what we learned the in the podcast? The question was, what did you learn today? I don't think we did what we learned. I've been yeah, awake for yeah, a long time. All right, perfect. Bring it on. What did we learn today? That's, that's great. Sweet. So what I learned today is the evolution of bourbon in a bottle that's been open. Yeah. Because I most bourbon isn't open that long in a... At your house? At my place. <laughs> it's, 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 it's opened, it's drank, and then it's gone. Yeah. But, you know, seeing the evolution of this over the last month since the last time we tried it really brings out some different notes, and I honestly gave it a much better flavor. I knew that that was the case with wine. Um, but I did a not, much I, shorter period, though, right? I mean, wine for maybe like well, but yeah, but it, an hour or two. Well, yeah. To like three well, no, no, weeks. no, a couple of days. Oh, yeah? No, for sure. Wine can sit for a couple of days and... And it evolved nicely, uh, especially like old world wine. Um, I've had some Spanish uh, wine that is definitely takes three or four days. You got you want you actually want to open it and let it sit there for a couple of days. Hmm. Bourbon, I did not know was of that similar nature, but I guess it makes sense when you're in the cognac cast. So that's uh, that's what I learned today since we put the headset on. 
and we will have new stipulations about that segment the next time we air. So many more rules. Going so on. Many, I know. We, should we get a chalkboard or a whiteboard going over here that has the rules? Had I known I was going to be joining a group with so many rules, <laughs> nope. I don't know. No politics, no religion, <laughs> nope. and uh, only what you learned with the headset on. Don't argue about baseball with Mike and John. All right. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Podcast number two in the books. We're super excited to be doing this all the time. Just kind of want to tell you about uh, a little bit about what we got going on in the next Sipping Social podcast. I got an awesome local brewery that we're going to review that you need to know about, the delicious beers that they make. It's so close to where we live. I, it's amazing to me that people don't understand how good that beer is and their beer is. And honestly, we'll be sampling that the next time we get together, which should be two weeks from today, or are we doing – it's going to have to be two weeks from today. Mike's already bailing on next week. Yeah, two weeks. I'll be on vacation. <sighs> two weeks from today, right? Because you're out of town, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's not Mike's fault. It's John's fault. It's John's oh, fault. I yeah. shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Damn it. And we're also going to be talking about a spirit that uh, has a grow period for its grains for about six weeks, and it might as well be in Canada, but it's not. It's still an American uh, whiskey in the Midwest. It's fantastic. So we got some good reviews coming up. Um, love so, doing this. Can't wait till the next time. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rocket music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Cheers.